Isaiah chapter 33, let us stand, verse number 10. It says, Now will I arise, saith the Lord, now will I be exalted, now will I lift up myself. What a sad statement. The Lord has to lift himself up. Ye shall conceive chaffs, ye shall bring forth stubbles, your breath as fire shall devour you. And the people shall be as the burning of lime, and as thorns cut up, they shall be burnt in the fire. Hear ye that are far off what I have done, and you have not that are near, acknowledge my might. Listen to this. The sinners in Zion are afraid. Fearfulness has surprised the hypocrites. Who among us shall dwell with the devouring fire? Whom among us shall dwell with everlasting burning? Let us pray. Father, we humble ourselves through the throne this morning. This message is burdened on my heart. Lord, I, I, I'm, I'm almost afraid to preach this word. Oh God, I, I, I need option from you and I, uh, Lord, I pray for the tears. The, Lord, just help us. Lord, I know the devil's already start to work. He's moving in people's hearts to, to get them to reject. But Lord, I know that you can do all things. I know that you conquer all things. Father, we praise you. We will lift you up. We will glorify your name. In the precious name of Jesus, we do pray. Amen. We approach a subject in the Bible, the awful subject of hell this morning. Bible said in verse 14 of our text, the sinners are afraid. Bible said fearfulness have surprised the hypocrites. Do you realize the most fearful subject in all the Word of God, the most fearful subject in all the pages of the God's Scripture today is the subject of the place called hell. Can I tell you this morning, hell is not some fairy tale place uh, that was devised to scare people and get in religion. It's not a place to throw it made up in the minds of weak people to encourage you to uh, somebody to join church uh, or try to encourage you to be baptized or to shake the preacher's hand. As sure as you sitting here, the pews this morning, there's an awful place down below you called hell this morning. The Lord Jesus Christ presented Hell is a real place. When you study the Bible, it will show you that Jesus preached two times more on hell than he did heaven. Because can I submit to you this morning, as wonderful as heaven is, hell is equally awful this morning. As beautiful as the golden streets and the walls of jasper and the gates of pearls, as many mansions in heaven, 
Hell is just as fearful. It's just as awful. God unsheathes His wrath and His unsheathes His anger on those that reject the glory of His only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, this morning. Bible says hell is a place of outer darkness where there be wailing, weeping, gnashing of teeth. Bible said hell is such a place of torment that this worm dieth not. And the fire, the fire, the fire is not quenched. Can I tell you, it's quite possible no worse way to die than being burnt to death. We're coming up on 9-11 where the terrorists flew the planes into the trade centers and those that were trapped above the planes where they crashed into realized that fire was raising up and fire was going to consume them. And they didn't want to be burned to death, so some of them just jumped out the window to death because they feared the fire more than they did death. You hear me this morning. I wish I could tell you that hell has an escape route. I wish I could tell you there's a way to end the torment, suffering, to end the pain. The Bible says the smoke of their torment ascended up forever and ever and ever. They have no rest day or night. You realize this morning that if you die without God, if you die without the sacrifice that Jesus Christ made on the cross of Calvary, you will suffer forever and ever. I would not gamble with my soul or play Russian roulette with my eternal destination. Heaven is available. Hell is avoidable. Jesus gave his life on an old rugged cross that you might escape the fearful place, the awful place called hell this morning. Can you hear me this morning, friend? Reality, I have friends, I have loved ones, uh, so is you, uh, that are dying today. If they die today, hell would be their home. And it burdens me, it saddens me. I don't want to have that happen. So what do we do? I see them down in hell on the charred walls of hell burning and being tortured and the flesh being rotted off the bones. The groans, the screams. Oh, if we could roll back the curtains of hell this morning for those that's down there, those that have gone home without Jesus Christ, Oh, the pain they would be in, the suffering they would be in. And if you could hear those screams, uh, if you get it in your mind, and knowing the torment they'd be going through, it would burden your heart, it would burden your soul to the point you can barely stand it. They're lifted up forever and ever in the pits of hell. 
Those who chose to die without God is in torment this morning. The second death, the fire is coming. You say, preacher, you're trying to scare me. I'd rather scare, hell scare you than hell scorch you. Fear is a good motivator. When I got saved, I wasn't necessarily looking for a relationship with Jesus Christ, uh, but the preacher told me where I was going. I was going to die and go to hell without Jesus Christ and the sacrifice he done on the cross of Calvary. So I came to the altar and said, Lord, I'm a sinner. Forgive me. The relationship came later. God rescued me. Thank God He came to seek and save that which was lost, and I was one of those. The subject that I'm preaching on this morning is fearful. This is a forgotten subject today. Preachers don't preach on this today. We need more preaching on hell than we ever had before today. The two subjects that we preached on the most uh, when I was growing up when the subjects were preached, sinners wept and cried and they heard it. And it kept God's people's hearts softened to those sinners that was lost without God. One of the subjects was the second coming of Jesus Christ. At any moment, at any time, He could come back. And the other subject was hell. I've heard many messages on Luke chapter 16. The rich man and Lazarus. Bible says there was a certain man, rich man, which was uh, clothed in purple and fine linen and, and fur sumptuously every day. And the Bible said he died and he lifted up his eyes in hell and being in tormented. Today, preachers are sold out for a buck. Preachers are sold out for a bigger crowd. We don't want to offend anybody. We don't ever want to hurt anybody's feelings. I said, I pray to God to give me the tears to preach this message. To preach this subject this morning. I'm not trying to push this subject down your throat, but I'm approaching this subject with fear and trembling. The fact this morning that some of you are sitting here is heading to hell. Some of you are sitting here lost without God. If you don't do something about it today, you're going to end up in hell when your days are numbered and over with. It's a forgotten subject this morning. It's a fearful subject this morning. But it's a subject that every one of us sitting here is facing. The Bible said, who among us Shall dwell with the devouring fire. Who among us shall dwell with the everlasting burning? 
Isaiah is literally looking at his congregation, those that were there every time the doors were open, every time the, they called them, he calls them the sinners of Zion. People that are around God's people, let me say this, just because you come to church doesn't mean you're saved and on your way to heaven. Just because you hold a Bible in your lap just because you have prayed a little prayer does not mean you've been saved and you're on your way to heaven this morning. It takes a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Repent of your sins. Trust Him as your Savior. It's a scary thought that there are people sitting among us And I have to ask the same question as Isaiah asked. Who among us able? Who among us is going to hell? You want to see your loved ones go to hell? Trust Jesus today. Mama, Daddy, you want your kids to go to hell? Trust Jesus today. They reject Jesus. Scary thought hell will be their home. This morning, who among us is going to hell? Who among us is going to hell? First of all, let me say the prideful. Do you realize the number one sin in the Bible? is the original sin in the Scripture was committed by Satan himself. The first sin in Scripture was not committed by Adam or Eve. The first sin in Scripture that God had to deal with was the sin of pride. The devil himself said, I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High. I shall put my throne above the throne of God. Can I tell you the number one damning sin to men and women today is pride. Oh, I'm good enough. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm all right. I, I can't tell you the number of people that I preach to and look at them knowing I know they're sinners and need a Savior. But they would fold their arms and roll their eyes and look at me and say, Hey, I don't need what you've got. Yes, you do. They tell me I'm okay. I'm good. No, you're not today. Can I tell you, you were born a sinner? And without God saving you, you will die a sinner. And those who die without God end up in that awful place called hell. You say, well, I, I'm not as bad as that one over there. Say, <coughs> so I'm not bad as sister so-and-so. I'm not as bad as brother so-and-so. 
The problem is you're comparing yourself to the wrong people. You set yourself with the wrong standard. We're not to compare ourselves among ourselves. The standard you should compare yourself with is God has already set. And he set the standard of his son, Jesus Christ. The Bible says, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And you know who the glory of God is? That's His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. You say, what, what kind of record did He have? Well, He lived for 33 and a half years. Never a dirty thought entered His mind. Never a dirty word came out of His heart, uh, lips. Uh, he didn't think anything. He, he was not a fornicator. He didn't drink. He didn't smoke. He didn't cuss. Uh, he didn't run around. Uh, he preached the gospel message. Uh, he was a saint. Uh, he was sinless. He was a, that Lamb of God. And He chose to die for a sinful world. But he died on the cross between two thieves. But he wasn't a thief. He never took anything. He never took nothing. Pride has entered in our hearts. Pride is entering our churches today. And we see where it's taken us. Not living the way we should live. All because we think we're all right. All because I'm good. I'm better than so and so. If you compare yourself to Jesus Christ, you're not good. You can't make it. The record he set is way beyond us. I, I read about the rich young ruler a lot. He came to Jesus and said, What shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? And Jesus hit him right where he hurt him, right in his bank account. Go thy way and sell all whatsoever thou hast and give it to the poor. And thou shalt have treasures in heaven. Come and take up the cross and follow me. Bible says he hung his head down and grieved. Nowhere do you read in the Bible that he ever got saved. Nowhere in the Bible that he came to the Lord Jesus Christ and says, forgive me. As far as I know, he died without Jesus and he's in hell this morning. The Bible said Apostle Paul, Paul was such a tremendous preacher, such a great preacher. Bible said Paul was on his journey to Rome as a prisoner of Jesus Christ in chains for preaching the gospel. And he brought him for a man called Agrippa. And the Bible said he preached the same that I'm preaching this morning, the word of God. Righteousness, temperance, judgment to come. Agrippa with fear and trembling. Being a sinner looked at Paul and said, Almost, almost, thou persuadest me to be a Christian. 
listen to me, to be almost persuaded today is be totally lost. How terrible it would be to get that close, uh, that close to salvation, right at the door of salvation, and then turn and walk away. Almost. Almost. I'll wait another day. Bible said Paul preached the same thing to a man called Felix. Bible said Felix trembled and answered, Go thy way for this time, and when I have a convenient season, I'll call for you. Do you know these two men probably was, they had people standing around them. They, they was in a crowd. They had a position. They had people that were under them. They had people that were over them. And here Paul is telling them, this is the path of righteousness. This is the path of salvation. And yet they look around and said, hey, I, I can't do that. I've got too many people watching me. I, if I do what, I, what you want me to do, Paul, I'm going to wind up just like you. See, that's the problem in churches today. We worry about what somebody next to us is thinking of us. We, we worry about what everybody's thinking about us. Every time you come to the altar, they, are they going to think that I'm a sinner? Well, we're all sinners. I'll tell you what I think about you. I think you made the best sense you've ever done in your life. Coming to the altar and asking God to forgive you. Making things right, changing your life, give you the peace and joy in your life. We worried about what people think about it. I'm going to be more worried about what God thinks about me. If we could roll back the curtains of hell and have Agrippa and Felix come here and stand at the podium. Agrippa, Felix, tell us. They'll probably tell you, don't play with your life. It's just a vapor. You think you have a lifetime ahead of you. You could walk out the doors a day and this will be your last day on earth. You put your shoes on this morning, the undertaker will take them off tonight. It's happened time and time before. Can you hear the screams in hell? The nose that said, I'll wait till tomorrow. I have a lifetime ahead of me. The torment, the flames. They could say anything. They'd tell you, don't wait. Don't wait. Because you're not promised tomorrow. Once you draw your last breath, your chances are over with. You don't get another chance. There's no do-overs. God has given you the opportunity. God gave them the opportunity to hear the preaching of the Word of God. Who among us is going to hell? 
Everyone in here that got saved had to give up pride. They had to say, Lord, I'm a sinner. You are the Savior. I need you. I will never make it to heaven without you. Who among us is going to hell? Can I say the prideful? Can I say the pretenders? The pretenders are going to hell. How many people have hid behind the mask of religion, behind the mask of church membership? Hiding because mama's a church member, daddy's a church member. I've always been in that church. I was raised in that church. I sung the songs like they sung. I can quote John 3.16. I made my way to the baptismal pool. Can I tell you there are wonderful things there. And I'm glad you have them in your benefit of life. But also can I say those things are not salvation. How many people sitting in churches across this land hiding behind the mask of religion? There's one in the Bible, a man like that. His name was Judas Iscariot. The Bible said he, he was a, a hand-picked apostle. He walked with the Lord Jesus Christ 33 and a half years. Listen to me, he saw him do miracles. He saw the Lord heal the blind. He saw the Lord giving hearing back to the deaf. He saw the Lord raise the lame. He saw the Lord cleanse the leopard. He heard the gospel message. But yet when it came right down to it, Judas was not a real believer of Jesus Christ. Judas was a pretender. Judas was a faker. Today, if we could bring Judas about a hell, Put him in the pulpit. Smoke still coming off his body. You get this picture. And I want you to get this picture. It's real. It's real. His body being eaten away by the flames. He would say, friend, don't pretend. Get right with God. Be real today. Come to the altar and trust Jesus and give glory to God. Don't pretend today, friend. Many people in the congregation are like a bag of potato chips. Not much in it and full of air. I like that one. But if you could open up the day a lot of air. Very little real things if you look at our lives. Who, who going to hell? Those with pride. Those that pretended. And can I say this? The procrastinators. The procrastinators are going to hell. The Bible said in Proverbs 29 and 1, He that being... Often reproved 
harden his neck shall suddenly be destroyed and that without remedy. I, I've been to many people's homes. I, I walked and knocked the doors trying to give them the word of God. I, I want them to know that there's a salvation plan. I knock on doors and give them the plan and, and I can see them laughing at me, mocking me. How can you do that? Because I believe, I believe. I've had guns pulled on me. I have dogs sicked on me. I had beer thrown at me. And they tell me, I, I don't want what you've got. I don't need what you got. I'm all right. If every one of them today walked out of this world without God or His Son, they're going to wind up in hell one day. And that, that hurts me. I got family members today that don't know Jesus Christ, and it hurts me. You'll never be able to forget the time some old preacher walked up to you and said, God loved you, and you stand before God, and he remembered time and time again that somebody said, he better get right before it's too late. But you procrastinated. You procrastinated. They'll tell you, I, I, I'll wait another day. you put it off one day too long. They say, I think there's more things more precious than salvation in my life. What a haunting thought. In hell, burning and tormenting, knowing that you had a chance, an opportunity to not go to hell. That close to being born again and so I'll wait another day. Don't procrastinate the day. If I had doubt in my mind this morning, I'm begging you, get up out of that seat, run to the altar as fast as you can, and say, God, save me. I don't want to go to hell. Lord, change my life. God, give me joy and peace. I think about the days of Noah. God called to him and says, build an ark. Flood is coming. Noah being the man he would, he just started building the ark, no questions asked. People would come by him, watch him build his ark, but not only Noah building the ark, Noah was a preacher. He'd be building on the ark and people would gather around. He'd stop and say, hey, judgment's coming. Flood's coming. And they'd laugh at him and mock at him. You crazy. It ain't raining. It's not going to rain. You're just a crazy man. And Noah would go back building the ark. Another crowd would come back and he'd tell them again, judgment's coming. Judgment's coming. He preached that same message 50 years, 75 years, 100 years, 
120 years Bono preached the message that judgment was coming. Then one day God told Noah, get thou and thy family inside the ark. Come inside. And God shut the door. You get this picture. You get this picture in your mind. About that time it started rumbling and thundering. The clouds rolled in getting dark. The Bible says the fountains of the deep bursted up. And people start walking through water. And they was wondering what's going on. And next thing you know, the rain starts falling down. And then they got to run around and tell mama, grab the kids. Don't worry about anything else. Just grab the kids. Let us go. And they get out running. And there's Noah in the ark. And they're out there banging on the door. Noah! Open up, Noah! Noah's okay. I didn't close it. I didn't close it. Noah and his family had to be on the inside while those on the outside screaming, Help us, Noah! Help us, Noah! You had 120 years to get right with God. Judgment was coming. I told you judgment was coming. But you rejected. You procrastinated. One day too long. Can I tell you when God shuts the door this time, you ain't got a chance. One day you'll stand before God and you'll remember the preacher said, get in the ark! Get in the ark of safety. And that ark is Jesus Christ this morning. Repent of your sins. Trust in Him today. And you can be saved. And have safety in the time of judgment. But if you wait too late, procrastinate too long. I just have to ask the question again. Who among us is going to hell? We have reached such a day of coldness and hard-heartedness. You don't repent of your sins today. Friends, you're going to hell. I stand here and I'm begging you, please, please, please don't let hell be your home this morning. Reject what the devil is telling you. Reject what the world is telling you. Reject what the flesh is telling you. And come to Jesus Christ. So let's stand this morning.